I think to my knowledge, it's the only one to have ever happened. It almost looks like they're just fighting each other with two trash bags. Boom. Over the wall. Found a way to put 85 spoons on his body. Was that a drone on the field? And then put that pineapple on your head once you finish it. Who knows? Who knows what the future holds? Act like there's music. into the toss-up podcast aj spur trey anity former radio co-hosts now taking it to the internet trey how you doing i'm good aj this is this is crazy man you guys can see us and hear us now we don't have to worry about things that we had to worry about in the past like sponsors and brand names and some other stuff too we can uh increase a bit here but I'm excited, man. I mean, I feel like this is going to be our space to just kind of explore some crazy topics in the world of sports because, you know, I love Alabama. I love talking about Alabama. I had a lot of fun over our three years, three plus, I guess, years doing it, uh, you know, on campus. But ultimately, everybody's talking about Alabama at all times, and they're always talking about the same thing. So I'm excited to talk about some different things and, um, you know, talk about some crazy sports that not a lot of people like to talk about quite often. How are you doing, AJ? I'm doing this. Is, this is exciting for me just because when we were on the radio talking about Alabama sports, there were so many times we would go off on these tangents that would end up taking over our full <laughs> two hour long show. So this is okay. kind of an outlet for all those tangents that we had to suppress. This is this is where they're all going to end up. So it's the toss up because who knows what's going to be said on here. I don't know the topics. We don't plan for our shows separately and and we just bring it all out here so trey i'm pretty sure you have something for me i do I yeah i do yeah every week guys we want to highlight uh go to the week is what i think we're going to call it you know uh, this kind of inspired from joey chestnut i don't know if you guys are into hot dog eating contests eating contests in general but joey chestnut's one of the greatest i think athletes that has ever graced America, the world. I mean, this dude eats 25 hot dogs in like five minutes. It's incredible. So I want to find some people like this. We're going to find people like this in some crazy sports. Some of it might not be sports. The guy I picked this week, I'm going to call an athlete because I think this is pretty athletic. It's super impressive and nothing else. But um, yeah, our go to the week this week can put 85 spoons on his body standing. Standing. Yeah, so this guy basically... I don't know how he found out about this talent or, you know, what started the conversation on this world record. But this gentleman right here um, found a way to put 85 spoons on his body. I think that it's got to be a, a moisture deal is ultimately what wins in the contest. <laughs> I don't know exactly how you can do this, but it's not just spoons. I mean, we looked into this guy a little bit and I'm not great with names. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we, we didn't have to pronounce too many crazy names <laughs> in the past on our show, but um, I'll, I'll give it an attempt here. This dude is 50 years old, uh, and his name is Abul Fazl Saber Mukhtari. He's from Iran. I think I killed that from Kajari, Iran. I think, I think you, 
I think I practiced. I practiced for a couple hours, so I think uh, I think we hit that one on the nose. But this dude can stick <laughs> another human being on his body. He's had tires, all kinds of different stuff, cups. Uh, he he stuck a, a floorboard or some kind of cushion on his stomach one time. I mean, this dude. I would like to think as an athlete. I don't know if this is a good way to start out to go to the week on this show, but this dude's crazy. What is that? What does he have on the on the left side there with it? He's shirtless and he's leaning backward a little bit. What what is that? <laughs> it looks is, like is a countertop, it? maybe. <laughs> I don't know, but do it looks. Think, do you think that he like leaned over to pick something up one day and it just the, the countertop stuck to him and he he just looked around? Y'all seeing this? Well, listen to this. Listen to this. So the backstory on this guy, it's it's kind of about energy, I guess. He said, I accidentally noticed this talent of mine when I was a kid. But after multiple years of practice and effort, I was able to strengthen my talent and develop it to where it is now. He said, let me find this quote. I can transfer energy I have in me to them, the objects. As long as I can touch and feel them, I push myself then to focus as much as possible on the objects, on my body. And that's how I do it. He said, I focus on whatever I'm trying to stick to my body, making me capable of transferring my energy and power to them. It's pretty deep. Um, (laughs) I don't know (laughs) if that's uh, a a realistic take, but I mean, whatever, whatever pushes the needle for this guy. This is uh, our first go to the weekend. I think he's a very, very fitting candidate. Okay, so he's saying putting his energy into these things. It sounds to me like he's saying these things become a part of him. So whatever he, whatever goes on to his body is just, it's him now. Well, yeah. And Um, I don't know if there, I don't know if it was part of the video that we pulled up, but he started shaking all of it off and some of it just wouldn't (laughs) fall off of his body. Can we watch that video one more time? Yeah. Let's see. He, I like how he doesn't have, he doesn't do it himself. He has someone, a designated spoon placer. Right. And this woman is just as focused as he is. I mean, he is still as a statue, which I think, you know, that's part of it, too. I think moisture and just patience, I guess. But I mean, look at that. At the end, he's flexing and shaking and there's like 40 spoons still on the guy. All right. Now, the question is, do you think do you think he's legitimately doing this or do you think he's got something sticky? What do you call it a fix? Here's (laughs) my thing. What? Chris, I'm sorry. Is there any chance we can get that the ending of that video one, one more time? If he is saying that what he is able to do is energize through his own being these spoons, then you would assume when he wants them all off, which is what he's doing with the whole flexing thing, they would all just simultaneously fall off right? all at once. Look at that. Instead, they're they're just they're flaking off. And then the, the Michael Pineda that- deal. <laughs> They're going to have to start doing tests, I guess, before this. Because, I mean, this doesn't look like it was Guinness regulated. I know it's in their book and everything, but I don't see a representative there. One of the, yeah, it is on their TikTok. But I want one of the dudes in the blue jackets to show up and make sure this is legit. I was going to say it's like the blue blazer. They normally have, like, glasses. <laughs> and it's some sort of – I don't know what the clipboard has on it. But they normally have some sort of clipboard there. So I imagine I, I imagine it's just one box that they check or not check on the <laughs> world record. It's <laughs> – Number of spoons and then a little blank and they'll fill it in beforehand what the target yeah. goal is and then they'll they'll Box. check it off or they won't. Um, oh man! But I think you AJ, you had a sport prepared for us this week that might be even cooler than our go to the week. I I don't even know what we're gonna call this one. Just the, the <laughs> coolest 
most unique sport I saw this week. And I don't know what happened in the last week, but I've seen so many different odd sports that I had to just choose one and I'll save the rest for later on down the road. But um, I was scrolling through TikTok and which apparently seems to be our our main source of of video. Uh, it's 100 percent of our videos so far has been from TikTok. And I came across a, a new form of combat sports. Really? Like like, like, like like wrestling? Boxing? What are we talking? It, it's close. It's almost if you took the padded gloves of boxing and mixed it with wrestling. Do we have do we have the clips? It is the uh pillow fighting league, if you will. Hold I, on, I don't me... even it's called Fight PFC. Let me get this up real quick. In the meantime, Chris. Oh, Chris has a video of another dude that sticks stuff to him. I think it's cuffs in this one. <laughs> that, that'll that'll get us here. That'll bridge us to this video. <laughs> I need to see that one. Those are full Red Bulls. Yeah, full full Red Bulls here. He pours out the Red Bulls in this video. <laughs> That's a fun uh, bar trick. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. He's got next to him. Okay. This is the battle of pillows. These what? are <laughs> these are professional pillow fighters. And look, all the videos, I tried to find one that didn't have it. They're all slow motion at the most epic parts with with some intense music. This guy's dressed like the Joker. <laughs> I, I He was in a couple of their videos. I can't figure out for the life of me why he's got the the joker makeup on um but i guess that's like his shtick yeah and what? I, I, what, what? I, I can't tell if he took him down the guy with the green hair i can't tell if he got knocked down or if it was some sort of evasive move because there's there's some sort of mutual respect going on oh there has to be but in slow-mo i think you can see there that it was evasive i mean they were obviously <laughs> trying to duck the pillow how is this scored i mean what, what is it just amount of hits there are takedowns from from what I saw. Um, th there was another. There are two more clips um, along with this one that have some pretty intense moments in it. But yeah, let me see if they're, I get nor these they're normal pillows inside special pillowcases. I went on their website and I found that um, you can buy one of the cases. I thought you were going to be able to buy a a league regulated pillow. And that's not the case. It's it's a cover oh. that you can buy for $99. You can for the low price of $99, you can have a specialized pillowcase that you can put a pillow of your choosing in. What? And and use that to whack somebody. Yeah, so this is this is the uh, the girls division. They have men's and women's. Uh, oh man. And you see right there. Yeah, is that is that the takedown? That that's one of them. There, I think there were multiple angles on this one. Oh man, oh man, she's—it almost looks like she was she was laughing about it, though. I mean, this is <laughs> maybe it's a wince, maybe it's a wince. Yeah, that did look like it was pretty. No, no, she's laughing. I, I just some of these sports, man. I, I get the craft behind it, but I, I just I don't know if I can get behind this one. I, I love the the uniqueness, though. This is <laughs> this is crazy. I can't believe well, they don't regulate it, though. I mean, there's no kind of pillow specifications you have to have to be part of this. Listen, I like to sleep on some feather, light, you know, moldable pillows, but 
Have you ever had a my pillow? I haven't. That's a dude in Minnesota, right? They're dense. Those things are dense. I would I, if I was to participate in this, a a my pillow would be my choice. I would just <laughs> shove one of those in there, and you would get knockouts. Takedowns would be a thing of the past. I think my pillow and the fight PFC league need to uh, get together so they can yeah. they can work something out here. I think I would go with the Tempur-Pedic. I mean, it's just, it's so dense. That's the epitome of dense. I think, like you said, I mean, you're looking for dense. I'm going some kind of Tempur-Pedic. Maybe my pillow could run out their Tempur-Pedic line for this. I don't know. And they train, you know, at their own gyms. There, There's a clip of, of them training. But real quick, as we're on here, if you notice that first video, they were in a, a like, boxing ring. Yeah. In this In this one, they're in an octagon. Their website is a little vague when it comes to figuring out how anything works. Most of the links on their website send you to register to become a Fight PFC fighter. Um, <laughs> so I'm led to believe this is almost some sort of intermission event at UFC fights or boxing matches. That's my take. But That's a great just, take. I think that's perfect. Their CEO has a there's the there's the training you know here's the slow-mo so that's you know big one's coming i like that logo a lot it looks super professional i mean this is this is intense the first two fights you got the joker and you got the pink pillows whatever but these two guys are going at it guys got the fist balled up well this isn't this isn't you know some sort of joke or entertainment side piece their ceo is is legitimately you know well, i'll just read their mission statement from their CEO, and we'll go from there. Uh, Steve Williams, CEO of Fight PFC, says the fighters don't like to get hurt, and there's a lot of people who don't want to see the blood. They want to see good competition. They just don't want to see the violence. The fighters don't like to get hurt. I mean, is that that's fighting? What do you expect? I don't think Dana White agrees with that. With all the all the fighters in in the UFC, but. This is this is like single A baseball, but for <laughs> but for the like for three, like the three on three basketball. <laughs> trampoline basketball. <laughs> it almost looks like they're just fighting each other with two trash bags. <laughs> it's just a you back alley fight. <laughs> you know what it reminded me of? I, I never actually had these as a kid, but I always saw commercials for these. It almost looked like boxing gloves, but they were massive inflatable plastic things i don't even know how to describe them and, and you would they would have holes in them for your hands and you would just beat the living hell out of each other and it wouldn't hurt because it was just like hitting each other with balloons this though i mean the people are are big these aren't kids these are fully grown men and women i i would it's never a, participate in this but i would also never want to get hit by by any of these yeah, I mean, if you're gonna fight, don't dip your toes in the water. This is this is just ridiculous. This guy's wearing gloves too, <laughs> on the non-bag hand. Not even necessary. Wow. But and, and sorry, guys. I mean, I meant to say this as we started our first video. For those of you listening on Spotify or Apple Music or all of the great places that you can find the toss up, we're not to radio. We hear you guys. We'll, we'll try to describe these videos a little bit better if you can't see them. But hey, go to our YouTube page if nothing else and check out the video side too because, um, you know, you're going to want to watch this stuff. We've had cups, people pouring Red Bull off their forehead and, uh, you know, now pillow fighting. So 
you're going to want to check this out. And our topic today, AJ, is, is one that I think we have some good video on as well, because there's a lot of different, um, I guess, variations of our topic today. American pro football is what <laughs> is what I'm going to just title this as, I guess, as a blanket uh, umbrella for it. But that has a lot of different meanings. Um, yeah, I, I guess if you want to get us started, man, what's your very favorite American Professional Football League? Maybe it's not around anymore, but uh, go for it. Listen, a lot of people look forward to Saturdays, college football. I know I love college football myself. Don't get me wrong. Some look forward to Sundays, NFL, Thursdays and Mondays even. Got a game on. However, my favorite football league wasn't on at the same time of year as college football and NFL. My favorite football league didn't even last a full season. There, there are no champions. We're all champions when it comes to the AAF. I miss it oh so dearly. Oh, oh, spring football, ladies and gentlemen. Whether it's the USFL, the AAF, or the Spring League, there are so many variations. The XFL, so many different variations. All of it equally amazing, equally lovable. You don't need to just pick one. But gosh, do I miss it. Can I ask you a question, AJ? Please. How many football games have you ever been to where you can sit on the very front row if you want to or the very last row and also go down to the concession stands and get a pineapple full of liquor and Hawaiian punch and then put that pineapple on your head once you finish it? <laughs> One. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to witness you put the pineapple. That might have been. I've seen a lot of football, AJ. I mean, shoot, NFL, college, high school, peewee. You know, whatever you want to mm. call it, uh, flag, touch, you know, whatever. But I've never had a football experience like that. I mean, what a what a great day. Just what a great, uh, I guess, thing for the city to have, if nothing else. I mean, Birmingham is a cool town, but I think sometimes the people there just keep their head down. Nobody's really together. On that day, everybody in the city of Birmingham, everybody in the state of Alabama got behind one thing. Trent Richardson, our dogs in the what they wear, red, red and black. They were just black and silver. Or black, black and, and gray. <laughs> oh, man. The, the, Birmingham. the Birmingham Iron. With Luis Perez at quarterback. Oh, boy, Louis. We went, Trey and I, we'll just, we'll, we'll open up the whole spring football thing with, with yeah. a quick little anecdote. Trey and I, in the spring of 2019, accidentally went to the same football game together. And it was the, what was the, it was the, allegiance of american football was yeah. that what yeah that's okay. exactly what it was so yeah. allegiance of american football and i don't remember how many it was less than 10 teams i'm pretty sure and we traveled from tuscaloosa to birmingham uh to the historic uh legion stadium the gray lady my gosh birmingham iron versus the salt lake stallions a game i will never forget trey i actually take credit for the first ever stadium fan wave in AAF history. And I think to my knowledge, it's the only one to have ever happened. Oh, for sure. You could, you could, like you said, you could move all the way down to the front row. You can rattle the fence that, that line at the field, yell at the players. You could make your way all the way to the top. If you wanted to relax, you could go try and buy a $200 bomber jacket with the just gray <laughs> iron logo. I really wanted one. Yo, what the hell is that? <laughs> The tickets were like three dollars, and all the gear was like it was like a minimum of a hundred for like a T-shirt, and then they then they threw out like thirty T-shirts to the fans, <laughs> and it wasn't even like a like a, a legitimate 
stand with with souvenirs on it. It was just some guy standing there with the remnants of a chain link fence behind him. And there were just hooks with with T-shirts on it. And I had no price tags. You had to ask how much stuff was. Yeah. I think that's how they got you. You would already have it in your hand. And you just right. made it up. They're like, oh, $250. <laughs> sir. I didn't fall. I didn't fall for it. I didn't get any of the drinks or anything, but you, you had a, you had oh, a I good got the drinks. time. <laughs> I got the drinks. Yeah. No, I, I tried out the little, it, it was a tiki bar is what they had there at Legion Field, which I don't know if, uh, if you guys have ever been to Legion Field, but it's not super tropical over there at the Grey Lady. <laughs> so it's just, uh, you know, it was a, it was a really spirited day. I think that's the thing. I mean, the players really cared about it, which I think is why I was so sad when they announced, I think maybe seven, what was it, seven, eight games in, that the entire league was going to be folding. (laughs) Well, there were so many red flags that I think a lot of people chose to ignore just because it made for great, entertaining football. You know, while we were at that game, Trey, I don't know if you remember this, after the game, I made my way down to the, the floor level right there on the field, and the way the stadium worked, there was a tunnel that players would take to get back into the locker rooms. But the tunnel was outside and it was just a chain link fence that was kind of like a domed walkway that was barely big enough for two players to stand side by side as they walked in. So it would take some time for all these players to get through. And the Birmingham Iron faithful sat there at this chain link fence hollering at these players and the players were hollering right back at him. And they were saying we could meet up in the parking lot. You know, it was, I mean, it, it, when you're watching NFL football, it feels like there is some sort of a wall. You know, these players are clearly making millions and millions of dollars and are some of the biggest stars um, just in the country. Overall, you put them up against musicians, um, actors, actresses, things like that. So you don't feel like there's something there, you know. Yeah. With the AAF, you were a part of the game. Oh my goodness! You, you could your words had had an impact on these players, <laughs> no doubt. I mean, all these guys, and and I don't want to knock on you know these dudes for making this decision because you know they they got to continue playing the game of football. But I mean, they're coming out on like a, what was it like a weekly salary of a couple hundred bucks, maybe. Like these dudes were not there yeah. for for the for the lights or the money or anything else. Like they were there to play football. And there were there were some notable names, you know. Obviously, Trent Richardson. You mentioned uh, Chris had a Johnny Manziel picture pulled up. Memphis Express legend um, within the AAF. I, I think I could probably name a decent number of uh, of these teams. And we're just talking about the AAF now. We'll get into some of the specifics of of other ones later on. Um, but Trey, you mentioned the fact that this league folded. Um, yeah. Before the playoffs happened, Steve Spurrier, another big name in That's the right. league. He was the, uh, gosh, what was he, San Antonio or Orlando? One of one of those two, I'm pretty sure he was. I think it was Orlando, he was, yeah. He was the head coach for. But um, the league on April 2nd, I think it was, 2019, randomly, just the chairman of the league, unbeknownst to, I did my research on this, unbeknownst to the ownership group, shut everything down. Yeah, it was like Just, a Wednesday afternoon. It was so it was random. Out of nowhere, he randomly shut everything down. The players that were traveling for games at this time, because games, remember, were played on, I can't remember what days they were, but it was like a weird schedule. It wasn't like a weekend or anything. They were like Wednesday games and Monday yeah. games. But 
this guy shut everything down and these players that were at hotel rooms, you know, <laughs> there we go. The Orlando Apollos. That was it. That's it. Um, they got kicked out of their hotel rooms. <laughs> As Wikipedia put it evicted. <laughs> they were evicted from their hotel rooms. They were not given travel to go back home. Some of them even had to pay for their hotel rooms that they were there for. <laughs> um, they, they apparently hadn't gotten paid in a number of weeks. It was it just went so downhill so fast. And to a lot of people, it was a joke. But some of these people, you know, it was it was their job. This was their way to elongate their careers in professional football and try to make it to the next level. And some of them did. But most of them, you know, became defunct along along with the AAF. Oh, for sure. I mean, this was like the last ditch effort for these players. They, they, you know, some of these players, yeah, they had a chance at the NFL, maybe. And some of them did make it. I mean, there was a couple of dudes we were talking about the other day that, you know, went on to, to play in the NFL after this. But like, I, I just, I, I think a lot of these leagues are, are set up to fail. And I mean, there's different types of leagues we're going to get into today. There's developmental leagues and, um, you know, I guess indoor leagues. I just call these, this one a pro league, I guess. But it really, um, you know, I think we knew from the jump this was doomed and, and it had no chance. And I think that's why we cared so much because it was like, are they going to play a game next week? Are we going to be able to, to watch the iron <laughs> or, you know, one game, one, you know, uh, opportunity there. So I don't know. I, I think that if it kept going, maybe it would have caught on a little bit more. But most of these leagues, just nobody gives a shit. I mean, why would you, you know, if you can look to the NFL or, you know, college even and really college, I think spring college football didn't do great during the COVID year or whatever, but it just doesn't make any sense. It, it really, um, it, it's it's kind of dumb. I don't know. I love it to death, but I get why it doesn't catch on. And this dude in particular, though, did he, he had some kind of dispute with the NFL or something, right? Like they were trying to play ball and he, he didn't want to make a deal. I don't, yeah, there was something going on because the AAF, and this was my biggest thing with this league, you know, the USFL in the, 80s you know tried to literally compete with the nfl to to be the premier football league there's espn doc on that that i watched not too long ago um but the aaf wasn't trying to compete with the nfl they were trying to originally act alongside the nfl they were trying to say hey look we could be an avenue for you know a minor league system you know we could have players. This was one of the best hits I've ever seen. Um, we could have players go from our league to yours, you know, have a, almost like a minor league system, like in the MLB, where yeah. NFL teams own and manage and run these AAF teams and just kind of pluck players whenever they want, you know. And I, I don't know the specifics of what happened. Maybe you do, Trey, but I know the, the talks of that went south almost as fast as the league did <laughs> no yeah i mean from what i understood the dude was impossible to work with and let me get this up real quick let me get the official wikipedia um up here which just a disclaimer as we start this show i'm going to use wikipedia a decent bit and i've always trusted wikipedia i never <laughs> understood the you know wikipedia has wrong information people get in there and you know edit whatever but I think overall wikipedia has been one of the most important parts of my life i've learned more off of wikipedia than I ever did in school and um you know right here with the with the AF we're about to find out why it folded going through some of these rules oh my goodness okay so I think it's using wikipedia to to talk about the AF I couldn't think of a better source of information 
besides yeah. Wikipedia. That's no all, all day long. This is going to be the League of Lingerie and um, the the Fan Control Football League. It's all coming from Wikipedia, so you can go there if you want to cite it. But uh, so Legal Matters is the subtitle on this Wikipedia page at the bottom. It says in late February 2019, a lawsuit by a venture capitalist in Los Angeles became public as the AAF issued a statement denying a claim by Robert Vanek. Yeah, this is all the legal stuff, but I don't know. Okay, here we go. In April 2019, after the league suspended football operations, two players, Colton Schmidt of the Birmingham Iron, representing, uh, and linebacker Reggie Northrup of the Orlando Apollos, filed a class action lawsuit. Okay, I guess this is about the uh, the hotel rooms <laughs> and, and whatnot. <laughs> um, man, these are all subtitled really weird. It says business and rules. Just need a fold or something like that. Um, well, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, bankruptcy is the is the hot word on here. <laughs> I don't remember exactly why they ended up going bankrupt, but I think they just front loaded all their money originally into, you know, just putting something on the field. It almost felt rushed. You know, I mean, look at these jerseys, look at these logos, these teams. This was this was not a, a fly by night kind of deal. This was a legitimate attempt at putting a, a football product on the field for people to enjoy. Now, it, it just so happened to be, you know, football with some slight twists and no <laughs> unnecessary roughness penalties. But, you know, they, they clearly didn't manage their money all too well and. And that happened. One of the funnier things I saw um, was at the end of it all, they took every bit of equipment from the AAF, from every single team, and they put it in a storage unit in San Antonio and auctioned it off. Trent, I can't remember how many teams. Let's say, what were there, eight teams? It's like eight max. Let's say eight. Okay. How much would you think eight full teams worth of equipment would be worth i don't know if you already saw it on the wikipedia i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna take a stab in the dark here either way no that, that i didn't catch that on the wikipedia um i don't know man i, I don't want to lowball it because i feel like you're about to give me a super lowball answer I, I, i'll you know what i'll um i'll say a hundred thousand dollars trade do you know how much a helmet costs but this is game worn stuff i mean this is af it was on cbs it, I don't know what helmet costs, but like 60 bucks, 60 bucks for a ride helmet. Chris, can we can we pull up how much a go just go to dicks.com or something and, and what, find what, a, a ride for Academy or something? I, I don't know how to get kids done on this equipment. Four four hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a helmet? Which no <laughs> <laughs> but it, it got auctioned off and the the owner of it the, that took it all was the guy that ran indoor arena football league that i'm pretty mm. sure at the time had already gone under there's five of them i looked at there, there were five arena football there there's are five, five? five active five active arena football leagues right now all right a rydell speed flex is is oh my god hundred dollars yeah what <laughs> i said 60 so think about how many people there are on a rod these are just the helmets it was four hundred and fifty thousand. Know, wow, that's fair. I mean, I, I think that's a fair, fair number. But what was funny about the whole thing was, you know, the disaster of the the planning and organization of this thing went beyond, um, just what went on on the field. They they sold it for four fifty, which I think is low. 
considering you just sold an entire league's worth of equipment. Okay. But the owner of the XFL or whoever was running the XFL, I don't think it was McMahon, but the XFL, the one that's now defunct, <laughs> came and put an offer in just to buy it straight up so they could use it. And they turned it down, and I'm pretty sure they ended up getting less money from this auction oh, than they did if they would have just taken that offer. So that, that no, just, I, I love the AAF to this day. So that, that that's my piece. Yeah, no, I, I'm right there with you, man. I mean, the AAF was, um, I, I think, I guess just personally, got to be my favorite too because we saw a game. I mean, we lived it. We experienced it with the iron. But there's a lot of leagues uh, that really piqued my interest when I was doing some research this week. One league, I'm gonna I'm gonna say my favorite league. I've been waiting to talk about this one for uh, I guess just a couple hours now <laughs> since I pulled up the Wikipedia page. But the fan controlled football league. Have you heard about this one? It has been on my my Twitter and Instagram feeds as like sponsored posts. Like they're really trying to push it. Not a single time have I ever clicked on on what it is. So please enlighten me as to what the what is a fan. Fan, fan control football. Yeah, fan control. And you, you should have clicked on it because this is um this is a premier league and this league is on the rise. If you're investing in a league stock-wise, this is the mm -hmm. league right here. Okay. It, basically, it has a really, really weird story. So when it started, it was just an idea. There was a satire piece by a comedian named Steve Hofstetter at the New York Times. And he just wrote about a fan-controlled baseball team and what that would be like or whatever. And so then this dude, Grant Cohen, I guess, read the newspaper and was like, oh, my God, let's just let's do this. So we got some investors. He got some lawyers to jump on board. This guy named Joe Skura, I think, was a big part of it. And um, basically started a website to try to get this team going. Kind of fell through. I think this is back in 2010. And they just kind of went forward. You know, it died. And they weren't going to really do anything about it. But then... In June of 2015, this dude named Sorab Faroudi, who is one of the is a minority owner in the Arena Football League, one of the Arena Football Leagues, I guess the Arena Football League. But okay. basically, he finds out about the project and contacts that dude, Grant Cohen. And so, mm -hmm. I mean, I can't imagine what that phone call was like, but Grant, uh, probably pretty jazzed up, decided to start kind of like a like a branch project called project franchise <laughs> does that and, say quavo i'm sorry i'm sorry to, it, no no you're good you're good we're getting there we're getting there it gets <laughs> okay. crazy with this league uh but yeah no so they just bought an indoor football team in this indoor football league to start and they're like let's let the fans go crazy they let them on instagram uh, or no they, they they created a mobile app where fans could vote on the team name change its colors hire a coach all this crazy stuff and then they bought another team. So they had two indoor football teams. And then they were like, you know what? Let's just let's start our own league. F it. So they pulled these two teams out of the league and then uh, renamed it the Interactive Football League and then the Electronic Football League. And then in 2017, they decided on the Fan Controlled Football League. Um, and so, yeah, when they started it up, <laughs> they decided they wanted to play every game in one city. They would have all eight teams <laughs> go to one city every year. They switch it up. And they started in Las Vegas, just streaming it on Twitch. Um, later on that season, they I guess the teams were just kind of started up by these owners, and it didn't really have too much backing. But then they get Chad Ochocinco on board, Marshawn Lynch, Richard Sherman. Then they get all this crypto backing and all this other crazy stuff. So the league just has crazy money behind it now. Then they get the Bleacher Report co-founder, Dave uh, Finiocho, 
to uh, own a team, I guess, buy a team. And this dude, Alexi Ohanian from Reddit to buy a team. And then I guess they just started selling them off. They got Mike Tyson, Trevor May, Quavo, uh, Greg Miller, and Bob Minnery. I don't know if you if you know Bob Minnery yeah. at all. Um, so, so damn funny. But yeah, I mean, they just started selling these teams to celebrities and it really caught on. I guess they're still just doing this on Twitch. And um, they had to take a couple seasons off because of COVID. But uh, yeah, they got the Beasts, the Glacier Boys, the Wild Aces, the Zappers. Steve Aoki and Eight made a team called Eight Oki. Um, and it's really, yeah, I mean, this league is popping off. I I was with you before today. I was like, you know, fan controlled, whatever. But um, yeah, this this is on the way. If you want me to get into the rules here, if, you know. Hold on. I, I've got, yeah, I've got no, some please, questions. Please, please. Just, you just unpacked a lot. No, I know. That was a lot. Okay. That was a lot. Okay, so I last saw like an ad or promotion for this league i had to be you know early stages of of the covid you know everything and obviously before then as well i hadn't seen anything so this is it's growing i thought it had just died off i thought it was going to be you know one of those kind of one and done yeah let's see how it goes kind of thing but it's it's actually doing well it's killing it i mean hold up hold up hold up here's the number i saw today let me get back to this so they they started out with seven or five hundred thousand viewers on their first game, and by their championship game they had two point one million. It's like triple. Wow. And this this is all Twitch. This is all Twitch, and um, I guess they said they're going to start airing it. What, what was it? What did we found earlier? NBC is going to yeah yeah NBC's getting their getting their paws on this. It's going to um, be on the. It's going to be on one of their streaming. Yeah, things, isn't it? Yeah, I, which I don't even really know about um, the, the streaming world like that. But yeah, I mean, this is like Twitch is the is the main platform and uh, it's just blowing up. But yeah, man, I mean, it, it's I think they they laid this out perfectly rules wise, because if you're another one of these football leagues, I don't think you can try to mimic the NFL or college football or whatever. I mean, it's you got to be unique or do something crazy. And they, mm-hmm. they pretty much changed everything. They, they have a 50 yard field that they play on. Uh, instead of a coin toss, they play rock, paper, scissors to determine who gets the ball. <laughs> There's just two 20-minute halves. So it, it said it takes an hour of real time. Um, and it's a running clock, but they stop it for the final 30 seconds of each half. <laughs> so it's seven-man football, three, uh, three men on the offensive line, the defensive line. Each team gets one timeout, and each team has access to three power-ups. This is the craziest shit I've ever heard about in a football league. There's there's four or three different power-ups you can do. There's a fifth down, which gives the offense an extra play after fourth down, you know, whatever. You can okay. flip the field. So basically, this is when you're on defense. Wherever the team gets the ball, you can just automatically send them back to their own 10-yard line. <laughs> you can do a power play, which forces the other team to play with one less player on the next play, so six players. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just the start of it. Like looking through some of these rules for, for the two point conversion, they do an ISO. It's one on one between <laughs> wide receiver and a defensive back and the quarterback throws it from the five yard line. <laughs> oh, but this is the craziest part. This is this is just, I guess, really where the fans get to control the league. So the mm-hmm. team rosters are reset and dispersed every week in a draft, but they get two franchise players who are protected and remain on the team the entire season. And the defensive and offensive lines are drafted as packages. So they play together throughout the whole year. <laughs> this is just madness, man. I love it. How does that? Okay, so let me ask you. You're a fan of 
uh, let's say the eight Okies. That's the only name I can I can remember out of all this. Steve Aoki's team. The Zappers. I'm too. a fan of them. Okay. You're an Aoki fan. Yeah, but who am I rooting for? Like how how I get that I have this logo and the, the this jersey and the helmet that I'm rooting for every week. Whoever's wearing <laughs> it, I'm rooting for them. It, it, do the fans get to draft the players? I, I believe so. It plays. It doesn't say how they do that, but I bet it's on the app. I bet you just that get on the it. app. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I think it's the fans every week. And they said that the quarterback, the backup quarterback, has to play at least one possession for every two possessions that the starter plays in. So I guess <laughs> you draft two quarterbacks every week. I don't know. <laughs> this is. I, I want to hear more about these power ups. Do do the fans get to choose when the power ups are used, or is this are there coaches? No, What's but but th- this is how they do it. This is how they do. It. I've, I've completely left this out. This is the craziest part of it all. Fans okay. vote on all offensive plays in real time and decide the outcomes of instant replay reviews. <laughs> <They vote. laughs> yeah, the draft is the least of their decision making. I mean, that's just just put the guys in the pads every week. They vote so, on the instant replays. How does that even? Okay, so th- there's so many more questions that just opened up Pandora's box for me. Right. Right? This is okay. Instant replay and the the play thing. There, I'm assuming there's like an app, right? Yeah, I just got it all the app. Okay, so what is stopping me? Let's say I'm a Zappers fan, or no, I'm an I'm an Adoki fan. I already established that. So let's say I'm an Adoki fan, and we're playing the Zappers, right? Yeah. And the the Zappers challenge if. Uh, runner's knee was down a ball carrier's knee was down what is stopping me an eight oaky you know diehard from voting that you know whatever would help my team out the most what's what's preventing me or what's preventing i mean you've seen there are random people from reddit that can go break wall street what's stopping people from from i mean demolishing the the, these players i I was thinking the same thing like what about hackers but I guess it's just not big enough. I mean, it's like, why would you, if you can go hack, you know, Russia's bank account or, you know, hopefully nobody's listening to that and now we're going to get bugged on the podcast, but <laughs> you, know, you can go hack whatever. Like, why would you waste your time on on the seven-on-seven football league? I mean, you know, maybe you're just a diehard Zappers fan or something. I don't know. But yeah, this is, this is the craziest, I think, league we're going to talk about. Johnny Manziel has played in this league. I think plays in this league, right? He's on the Zappers right now. Yeah. Yeah, he is a zapper. Well, shoot, I mean, I say that. I guess we saw a zapper's highlight. If they're drafting every week, maybe not. Probably one <laughs> of the franchise guys, I guess. But at the end of it all, um, all four teams qualify for the playoffs. And fans of the team with the best regular season get a vote on who they want to face in the semifinal. Then the other two teams play each other. There's only been one championship. And the Wild Aces defeated the Glacier Boys 46-40. to um, This? Yeah, it's coming down south. It's going to be in Atlanta. All Is it actually? Oh, yeah. All right, we'll have to – the toss-up hits the road. Go, yeah, we'll go goes live. To, goes to FCF. <laughs> um, I just – there's still – So, is that a drone? Was that a drone on the field? Oh, there's got to be. Yeah, I mean, look at this. Maybe a spider cam? And also, there are no benches. The players just kind of huddle up there in the, in the corner. Of the, <laughs> yeah, that is a drone. In the corner. <laughs> yeah. And why is that guy there with the stool? Why, why can't they just have someone snap it? Right? Yeah, yeah. Look at this helmet cam right here. Hold up. This is Johnny Manziel in action as a zapper. Look at this instant replay. This is crazy. 
I'm just going to talk over this real quick. For those yeah. listening that don't have a visual on this, you have to either check out our YouTube channel, which is just the top of the podcast, or look up for yourself the these fan control football FCF highlights because this is just, just some of the oddest thing I've ever seen. There are walls there. The out of bounds is about a foot and a half, and the walls are just right there. What? Yeah, I mean, not even. It's like hockey style. Like this is this is. It's a fifty-yard field too. So the twenty-five is is midfield. Just just craziness. It seems like a WWE setup in the stadium, and then they just have a football field right in the middle. And that has to hurt, by the way. I I would uh, imagine that turf is not (laughs) very heavily padded. No, definitely not. I mean, this is this is for the real men. If you want to go play in the fan-controlled league, I mean, what do you? I guess. Being all in one city, it's not like the fans can just vote to send you out to Las Vegas if you're in Atlanta or something like that. But, I mean, ultimately, I love it. This is my favorite one that I came across um, in the last few days. And uh, I- I'm going to support this league now. I really had no idea about it. But, um, yeah, you know, this is just one of many. And this was listed under the, I guess, indoor football leagues because it, it, I guess, is all always played indoors or, you know, started by those guys at least. But, if you look at the um, indoor football teams that are currently playing, I think I said five. Let me get this Wikipedia back up. Um, I'm I, I love that. I'm I'm gonna go watch some more highlights of that. Right after this, we need to maybe we should do a a live stream of us um, controlling. <laughs> football I, I, this is that's such a it almost seems like it's football for people that enjoy watching those this was another thing i came across over the last week you know professional madden players it, it seems like the people that enjoy watching that more than real football which is there's nothing wrong with it i don't have an issue yeah, with it i'm no. each their own you, you like watching that go for it but yeah this is like in between it's it's like the, it's the next step above watching two people play Madden. And it's real. It's I mean, it's crazy to think like, I don't know if, you know, you probably get a little bit tilted if you're spamming the run button or whatever it is on the app and they throw a pass <laughs> or something like that. But I mean, you have control to an extent, you know, of, of the plays of every damn play in the game. So, you know, I think ultimately this is where football needs to have more ideas like this. Um, but, you know, I, I think, Arena football in general is a cool deal. I found the Wikipedia page um, right now. There are one, two, three, four, five leagues. The Indoor Football League, the Champions Indoor Football League, which I don't like to call everybody a champion. I was always one of those boomer kind of guys. No need for participation trophies, but I was a champion. Um, and then there's the National Arena League and the American West Football Conference. How... I just don't understand how there can be this many leagues. I mean, people already don't care about one. And you know, <laughs> I say all of this just objectively. I'm sorry, but I mean, I don't – everybody listening out there, how many of you have gone to an arena football football game? Let us know on Twitter or something because personally, I've actually have been to one before uh, as I say that. But I just don't think people really care about indoor football at all. I don't know what you think about it. No, it, it's it's one of those things where – you know, I've I've looked it up. I've watched YouTube videos on it. I can't remember a single time that I've ever found it streaming or, or on cable, just surfing channels. That would be one of those things where I would go to a game if I was in a town that had 
one of those and there there was really not much to do you know that was something i'm sure i would have fun yeah. i am a thousand percent positive i would have a blast Dude, it's like the AI, honestly games. We had a we had a team called the Greenville Force in my hometown, Greenville, South Carolina, and they, I mean, there was nobody there. Like I, I'm telling you, we my, my dad worked in TV growing up, and so we went to just cover it, you know, for news or whatever. So we kind of had to be there. There was probably I'm serious, like less than a hundred people in the uh, in the arena, but it was crazy. They were giving out gift cards to a steakhouse, to, I guess, to try to entice people or something else. They'll throw out T-shirts at a basketball game, you know, a football game with 100,000 people. They'll cannon out like five T-shirts. They're giving out gift cards to Roos Chris Steakhouse <laughs> in a football game. Um, yeah, no, but it, it, it's it's cool in its own way. I say all of that, you know, sounding like a dickhead and, you know, probably unknowledgeable for those of you that really care about indoor football because um, it's got its own set of unique rules and it is it is a cool way to continue your career if you're willing to do that. I don't know if Johnny Manziel has come in and tried to poison this league yet he's, he's tried to make his rounds just about everywhere at this point but um yeah that's really the extent of my knowledge on on indoor football i know that they don't really have out of bounds and i know that you can if you in this in this league at least in greenville if you kick off through the uprights you get a point you see i like that that might be one of the more useful things yeah. and that one of the best things i saw in my very limited and brief experience viewing arena football of any kind. I, don't even, I didn't even know there was more than one league. I know that the yeah. main one that the LA kiss, cause that's the only team I know of because <laughs> yeah, it was something, insanely man. cool. Um, that one is defunct now as well. You can tackle people over the walls. Imagine, you know, people you have you ever seen this? No. What? Oh gosh, Chris, please, please. <laughs> this is, Imagine, you know how in hockey they they slam each other into the um the wall. Oh yeah. In I've seen in arena football players going for catches over <laughs> the wall into like tackles. Like what's the, the? I mean, it's not like there are people there that they're gonna hit. <laughs> it's they just they go right over. The yeah, it's just right over the edge. And in some of these stadiums, the walls aren't even you know set to anything they're just kind of there's this open floor plan and then they just have the the walls surrounding the field so they go over and they just topple right onto whatever flooring they have over there oh. and just hop right back over and and start playing again but oh my god wow yeah no it's different man i mean i like i think if you're gonna do a league like this you need stuff like that like you need to keep it interesting with some weird oddities you know whether it's mm. kicks or whatever and a lot of these leagues i've noticed don't even do kickoffs at all they're just gonna start from whatever yard line which i think is cool i mean kickoffs kind of suck but um yeah I'm trying I, to think I of like another... kickoffs. I, i've never i've personally never been a fan because of the the jalen waddle type situations i just think it's it, it doesn't make any sense i don't know for me, what's your case for it? Like, what? Devin Hester. I mean, oh, please tell me this is. Oh, yes. All right. For those of you not able to watch right now, uh, this is another reason to, to hop on the YouTube channel. Boom. Over the wall. Okay. Well, there are oh fans at these. This, oh, my this God. Yeah. They're going into the fans. Oh, he broke the wall. <laughs> Just what? This is insane. The people. Yeah, that's a catch. You get your feet down. Oh, okay. So you, you just don't? have to catch the ball. <laughs> you just have to catch the ball. 
like the fans aren't even reacting in any of these videos. They're just and that, that guy's just, <laughs> they're just they're more focused on that Ruth Ruth Chris statement. <laughs> yeah, Where's my gift card? <laughs> I drove all the way out here for that gift card. <laughs> look at this, man. The coaches. <laughs> Why do these all look like they're from the late nineties, early two thousands? This is this. I mean, this is definitely AFL in its in its prime. This but... is it. No, this is it. The greatest highlights. <laughs> Made that. Oh man, Vince McMahon and and Dwayne the Rock Johnson, I think, are trying to get this XFL back going too. I, I looked it up a minute ago. Do you know? Did this fold again? Because I feel like they've just been talking about it for like a decade now. The, the Dwayne the Rock Johnson XFL. The, 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 is that, it? Okay. That from the last thing I heard of that was that they were trying to work with the Canadian Football League for like a merger. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I think these leagues are trying to get the celebrities and, and trying to, you know, do whatever. Here's the sale and relaunch part of the XFL Wikipedia. On August 3rd, 2020, it was reported that Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Danny Garcia. And Jerry Cardinal purchased the XFL. They they had an auction for it. Uh, McMahon they auctioned off the XFL. Yeah, they wanted an auction for fifteen million. Or no, it was supposed to be auctioned off, but they just went in and said, "No, no, no, we're just going to buy it for fifteen mil. Forget about the auction. Okay. Just give us the league." So I guess Johnson <laughs> had worked with Vince McMahon in the WWE. WWE, not a big WWE guy, but it makes sense. Um, and like you said. Uh, the Rock was a Canadian guy. He played in the CFL, um, and I don't know if there were if that's you know where the merger kind of came together here. I need to scroll. Is there down nothing in there about it? I um, swear I remember hearing about this. I'm not. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. On March 10th, 2021, it's my boy Jonathan Nichols' birthday. Not not 2021, but March 10th. Happy birthday, Jonathan. <laughs> um, they, it was announced at the XFL. And the CFL had entered into formal talks ahead of opportunities in quotations. So I don't know how seriously to take it. Opportunities for the leagues to collaborate, innovate, and grow the game of football. Um, the league had decided to hit a pause button on their planned 2022 season so they can focus on talks with the CFL. Okay, so I guess, and it says here, spring 2023 is the intended return. I guess the wheels are uh, getting going again here. Yeah, it Am I should we expect a X slash C FL in spring I think so. of 2023? I think that would make the most sense. Listen, I don't know if you have you ever watched Canadian football? We're sitting here talking about American spring football leagues, but have you ever watched Canadian football? I, I have a little bit, and that's something we talked about too. You know, what do we do we consider this part of the uh part of the topic today? But I think I think so because you know, Canadian football is special to Canada and whatever else, but there's a lot of Americans that pay attention to the CFL. And, you know, it's kind of become the second biggest league, I'd say. Obviously, nothing is ever going to be close to the NFL, but, um, you know, people really care about the CFL. They love the championship. I don't know if you've seen the championship, but they uh, they have this huge concert before the Super Bowl of the CFL. Um, the Grey Cup is what they call it, but mm -hmm. it's... um. It's really a great league. I've watched a little bit. I know when Johnny was up there, I saw a couple games. But, you know, overall, I, I haven't paid attention like I should, I guess. The fans get into it. You know, I don't I don't follow CFL. I don't go out of my way to to watch it. There are a couple times. My, my new thing now is going on ESPN Plus at weird times <laughs> and and just seeing what's on. That's is how we're going to get our sport of the week. That That's how I've already got two lined up for, uh, <laughs> for future weeks. But 
No, Canadian football, man, the fans love it. I'm telling you, if, if an NFL team were to, to plant itself somewhere in Canada, probably probably end up being like Toronto yeah. or, or something, just from what I would imagine. Not like I know much about Canada. <laughs> I live in one of the most southern most points of the U.S. But um, I, I think it would do extremely well because they love this. Oh, and there are some minor rule differences with uh with this compared to you know what we know as football like what freaks me out is the fact that the wide receivers start running you know 15 <laughs> yards behind the ball what look at that what, what they got a full head of steam you put you put one of those you put Jalen Waddle out there to do that that that's a touchdown every play you put oh Tyree Kill out there come on exactly right. I mean this is game over and I don't know if these dudes even need the head start but ultimately like this is this is a cool rule. I, I like this rule, Loki. Give Tiger Kill maybe ten more yards. Could break a world record on the football field. The one rule that scares me, honestly, or not even rule, just kind of oddity with this game is the goalpost mm -hmm. in the front. What a you dumb idea! Back. You're gonna break dumb your idea. neck. That's how the NFL did it. And let me tell you something. I yeah. love it. Put something in the way. I ah. love chaos. And you know what? That's gonna cause if it causes the tiniest amount of chaos. If someone runs into Tiny. it, you know, like one of those cartoons. Where people they they run into like a pole or something, and their arms and legs just you know stick out straight as they they stick to it and slide down. Yeah, what is this the Looney Tunes man? But Mike Williams would would have a very strong argument against the goalpost in the front of the end zone. Like, listen, listen, I'm not I'm not advocating for. Well, first of all, look at that. That guy just all the way in the back of the 25 yard end zone is oh returning a, a missed uh, field goal. Yeah, look at these but, end um, zones. They're so deep. This How is big crazy. is that? That's what? That's got to be 15 yards. At least. 20 yards? got to be 20 yards. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. We're sitting here talking about fan-controlled football in the AAF. All this time, this this has been right under our noses. Literally, we need to get up to Canada. Let's go to Edmonton. Is this the Rough Riders? Yeah. Yeah, no, man. I think this, like I said, I think this is right there. I think people are really starting to catch on to this. And um, I don't know. It's it's good football, too. I, I think ultimately, like, that's the biggest thing. Is it a good product? That's why I make such a hard argument for the new extreme football league, the, the women's football league. And, you know, for the fan control league, too. If it's good football, I'm here for it. I just, you know, what does it take for people to care about this stuff? Because it's just nobody's ever cared. No, you're right. And it you look at the NFL and people hate some things about the NFL. There are people that hate the NFL overall, Roger Goodell and every, everybody associated with it. But at the end of the day, they're still going to watch it. You know, if, if you're a, if you're a Dolphins fan, you know, I, I, there are a lot of things in that organization, the franchise I don't like. There are a lot of things in the NFL rules, um, you know, things in, in, you know, CBAs uh, for the players, health and safety, things like that, whatever you want to talk about, you know, at the end of the day, no one's going to be giving up on the NFL. You no, know, you cannot no. put an identical product on the market that that's identical to the NFL and expect it to even remotely come close to surviving past one one year. If you wow. want something that's going to do well, you need to have people out there flipping over walls. You need to give fans the opportunity to send the the offense back to their five yard line. You know, you need to have fans hollering and hooting at at players as they're walking into the tunnel and having street fights after with exactly. fans of teams and players from the other team. And, you know, that that's one thing. And I, I love it. You know, that's oh, why I like yeah. spring football. It's it's different every time. And the fact that we haven't had one 
stick kind of stings because none of them have staying power. But with that comes, you know, a new try. There's always going to be somebody in the shadows of that fallen league come up and try their hardest to come up with a better product. And I love that. Exactly. It's football. Like it's never going to go away in America. And, you know, the NFL, I think, is never going to lose value monetarily, even no matter how, you know, dangerous or whatever. And I mean, shoot, the Will Smith movie was impeccable uh you know that that changed my mind a good bit to be honest with you now that we know about it and we know about that it's actually killing dudes and it's really like affecting these players it does kind of change your mind about the game a little bit i don't want to get off into too far of a cte tangent or anything but like do you see it getting any safer i mean can they do anything to make this better the the rules well first of all technology as it goes on and and advancing with the helmets and the the, the padding and they have chips now and player shoulder pads and helmets to detect whether or not a hit was hard enough to cause a concussion. And, you know, the rules are constantly changing to, you know, make players safer. And a lot of people are upset by it because they're not enforced consistently. A lot of people think that they're taking away from what the sport actually is. Um, That's how I felt about it though. Honestly, like before I saw that movie, it was like, I mean, I just, I didn't, I just didn't really know about it at all, to be honest. And I think, you know, a lot of people still don't. It's one of those things that people know the word or the the term now, the acronym, and what it is associated with, but they they don't understand how it's caused the lasting effects. You know, there are players that play full careers, have minimal injuries, completely fine. They go out, retire, live their own life outside of you know the cameras and and fans and everything, and they struggle, and they have their own issues. That being said, spring football, that, that that's experimental grounds. They're, yeah. they're, they're, trying, yeah. they're trying new things, and I don't think CTE is, is taken into account when, when, um, when they're making these rules. You saw some of those hits from the, the AFL and the, uh, the AAF. Those things were hard. That was, oh. that was CTE compilation reel oh, right there. So, I mean, it- it's a violent game. And I think that's, you know, kind of part of the reason that we all love it so much because it's, you know, an equalizer. You can go out and eat somebody's lunch on the football field. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a game, (laughs) but uh, you know, you got to worry about the safety of it all. And I think all of these leagues are trying things. Like you said, you know, I've heard NASCAR for whatever reason has kind of been the the go-to for a lot of safety measures. They're looking at the, the new reinforced walls and the padding and stuff like that to try to update the helmets, I guess, and whatever else. But you know, whatever you can do, because ultimately, just the fact that these leagues exist shows you how much people care about this game. And, you know, regardless of if they're having to pull for the Birmingham Iron or the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, people are going to show up and people are going to care. So uh, more power to all of these people. Um, first things first, the fan controlled football league. Go to the moon. I mean, this is this yeah. is you got I'm, I'm there. on board with that. You, you, <laughs> you made a new fan out of me right? with that. Um, I think. Uh, do you have a team yet? Have you have you established your fandom? Uh, yeah, I mean, and thankfully they weren't in the only title they played, so I'm not a bandwagon. But I've always loved Bob Minery, and I think that he uh, he's the owner of the Zappers. So I think I got to be a Zappers fan. Hold up, which is Chad Ochocinco, Uh Okay, it's it's Bob Minery, Dalvin Cook, Trevor May, and Ronnie Two K. That's that's just good ownership right there. So I think I got to be a a fan of that team. I'm not seeing Chad Ochocinco down here next to any of these could he teams. be just an investor in the whole maybe league? yeah maybe so even more so i love chad ochocinco and um 
you know, even more uh, love this league now because of it. But yeah, man, I mean, this is, um, you know, this is the future, I think. And I, I hope some of these developmental leagues, we didn't really get into developmental leagues at all today. I don't know if that's ever going to be legitimate, you know, because you got college. I mean, you don't, you don't need a minor league system for football. Yeah. But um, it's interesting to kind of see some of these people's ideas and just kind of where they're going with it. I'm I'm excited to see the future of spring football, whether it whether it stays how it is now, where it's just this revolving door where every other year we're going to have some league maybe make it a, a full season. Um, but I would also, you know, kind of like to see some some continuity if this upcoming USFL, which we didn't even really touch on uh, all that yeah. much. It starts this spring of uh, 2022. Um, they had some success in the 80s. They they had what was a Herschel Walker, yeah was, was a USFL still was a, the New Jersey Generals, uh, I think he he played for. So you know who knows who knows what the future holds. But I know I know now I'm gonna go do a ton of research on a FCF. Oh yeah, download the app, do it immediately. <laughs> AJ, there's something I got to get to before uh, before we wrap up today. I saw a just horrible take on Twitter, and I kind of wanted your thoughts on this because it's. You know, it's an interesting take, I'll say. I'm not going to call it horrible just yet because, you know, maybe this isn't the worst idea. I think it's dumb for a few reasons, but I saw this tweet today. This guy, Doug Rush, tweeted, instead of the Pro Bowl, take the two, and this is kind of, an, you know, a time know old adage, but yeah, instead of the Pro Bowl, take the two teams with the worst records in the league. This year it was the Jaguars and the Lions. Let them play one game to determine the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. Figure that would be more competitive uh, than the Pro Bowl. I, I just hate this idea. And honestly, at first I was like, yeah, that's kind of sick. But ultimately, my biggest my biggest thing is, and you'll see it all over this thread if you find this dude on Twitter, but if you're a quarterback like Jared Goff for the Lions, this year there's not a clear-cut quarterback at number one like last year, but let's say there was. Are you really going to play out of your job? You're going to try to win the game so they can go draft the dude that's going to come in and replace you? I just don't think this is a good idea. I didn't think about it like that if i'm being completely honest um and when you when you put it like that obviously no you know i wouldn't <laughs> expect somebody to, to go out there and, and play for uh for their team just to draft somebody to replace them but I, I do like the idea there needs to be something done to to replace the pro bowl it's done it's washed i got yeah. upset i got upset when the mlb got rid of the all-star game actually meaning something um, Yo, the I'm Series. right there with you. That yes, okay. that 100%. I I love the idea of having an All Star game. Maybe it's not you know the most competitive game in the world, but at least they're playing for something. There's and an incentive. Yeah. There's an incentive at the end of the day. So yeah. you know, football. It, it's like I've been to a Pro Bowl. I went to one. Oh, really? Back yeah. when it was in Miami, I don't even remember what year that was, but it it just gotten worse and worse as time has gone on. I, I tuned in for maybe five minutes. I saw oh, somebody too, yeah. I saw I saw some linebacker hug Alvin Kamara and which I might not want to do that now. I was gonna uh, say but, good um, timing. <laughs> but he hugged him, they blew the whistle and everyone just kind of walked away. And I that I turned it off. I I'm not watching that. There, there's no point. I get exactly. you have a field full of the NFL's best talent but I don't want to see a bunch of dudes standing around. You know, I'm not saying they got to go out there. I understand the reasoning as to why they're not playing. I, I'm not faulting them for it in the slightest. Yeah. I, mean, I just ultimately, I like, want to see something better out there. 
No, I'm with you. I think everybody agrees at this point. Like the Pro Bowl sucks. It's just a terrible game. It's not competitive. You know, and I don't even I don't even know if it needs to be competitive, but it needs to be more entertaining. I mean, when it was in Hawaii, you know, low key, it was kind of it kind of had a nice vibe about it. I mean, it was like the paradise at the end of the season for the guys that didn't make the Super Bowl and, you know, whatever. Like, I think it, it nature, it's a it's a good idea, you know, to have an all star game like that where you're getting the best players or whatever. But it's just touch football at this point. Yeah. I, you know, I think maybe the skills challenges are even more popular in the pro bowl in some years at least when they're starting to they do the dodgeball and <laughs> you see the kickers lining up with tyree kill <laughs> see, oh this, here we go it, it's like you got mac jones running what was that 75 yards or something but they called him down because someone tapped him on the back yeah exactly just ridiculous I, I mean at least i'm not a big fan of the colts mascot i'm just gonna point that out real quick. Continue. <laughs> what's his name what's his name I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll have a thing dedicated to yeah. mascots. Do not worry. I was gonna say that's that's just a preview. That's just a preview. I haven't really thought about the NFL mascots like that. Honestly, I'm gonna have to look at NHL, NBA. We're gonna get a whole mascot episode going because there's some crazy mascots out there. But hey, at least he was doing the dance with Mac. You know, hey, I I wouldn't say he's doing the dance. He was doing his <laughs> dance. He does that. Every video I've seen of him is exactly the same. So. I don't get that's like every mascot. Why is like shaking around your lower waist in a circle the go-to celebration for these cats? Big Al does it too at, yeah. at Alabama. If if there's a mascot that has one of those like hoop things around its waist, it's like that's the only thing they're they're able to do. The Philly Fanatic was the Philly Fanatic the OG waist twister twirler. <laughs> Gyrator. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna have. Yeah, he does do it a lot. He does do it a lot. Big Al, of course. We probably have some good bit of Alabama people listening. Um, you know, of the seven people that are gonna listen to this podcast, so <laughs> you guys are probably used to Big Al um, doing his thing there. It's just a weird deal. We'll save all this for the mascot episode, but overall, um, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm with you. The Pro Bowl sucks. There's one more thing too. You know, you're a big Miami guy, and uh, Tua kind of had some struggles. Whatever head coaching change. How do you feel about my man McDaniel's? I think he's the future. Well, first of all, there's no S. Learn that. McDaniel, excuse me, excuse McDaniel. me, McDaniel. I think he's the future of football. I, I can I could go on a rant about this all day long. I think this is his first head coaching gig, his first opportunity, and I th I think he's going to run away with it. Um, I forgot who it was online. Um, shared a picture of it was a screenshot. McDaniel sent a resume. And in the resume, when he was trying to get a first job in 2005, after he graduated from Yale, um, it was something like, you know, I aspire to one day be an NFL Hall of Fame, you know, head coach that won multiple Super Bowls. And I plan on doing it by, I mean, this guy has had this in the works for years. And if you look at his resume and all the people he's worked with and all the, the accolades he has, I'm excited to see this guy actually get out there and, and and take the reins and actually be at the helm of a franchise. So he, he had him know. tearing up, man. I, I think you retweeted the video on Twitter of him on the plane, like talking to two, I guess, on FaceTime. It was it was sentimental, man. He was like, Yeah, Tua. So uh, I'm gonna try to earn your your trust and your respect and everything else. And you know, I'm just really excited to get to work with you, man. Like we're we're about to go dominate or what it was just a cool video. He got me hyped, but um, I don't know, dude. He seems just like a different kind of dude. I don't know if he's just like that smart to where it's almost like like sarcastic the way he acts sometimes. But 
I like it, dude. I think it's a it's a unique hire. It's he's got like compilation videos out there of just funny things he said during post game interviews or just you know pressers and things like that. He doesn't look like a coach. He doesn't talk like a coach. But from everything I've heard from players that have worked with him in the past, he's a great coach and actually just a great guy to be around. Which you know, I never met Brian Flores. I don't know you know yeah. what his personality is like outside of just seeing what I've seen on TV. But this, there we go. This is it. Career objective. Uh, for those of you that can't see, this is something that uh, Mike McDaniel put on his uh, resume. A career objective uh, to continue my professional development toward the goal of becoming a Hall of Fame NFL head coach while contributing my experience, knowledge, and character to an NFL organization in pursuit of a world championship. He doesn't just want a Super Bowl tray. He wants a world championship. Jeez, and he got Aristotle to, Aristotle to write his mission statement. I mean, that is <laughs> complex. I love it. World championships and... NFL Hall of Fame career. I mean, this dude, this dude is definitely, I think, one of the most passionate coaches we have in the game right now. This is um, this is a this is a cool hire. I was excited for it. I, you know, ultimately, like he was saying, he's gonna give two of that freedom. I think that he didn't really have before. I um, mean, you know, it's not to say like it's not to to jack on Brian Flores. I just don't think it was a really good fit there. Um, you know, obviously in New York, they decided uh it, Brian Dable was a better fit too. Did you see those text messages between, yeah, between Bill Belichick? Bill Oh, oh my, my god gosh <laughs> that was well, how do you do that look i i get i get bill belichick may not be the most tech savvy person yeah and i've texted the wrong person before i'm not saying no, that, that yeah, doesn't happen for sure. but if you are texting someone basically informing them of you know because it wasn't public knowledge that at that time dabble had the job because flores hadn't even interviewed yet so this was still very hush hush oh yeah stuff how do you just how do you do that crazy you know, there are even times now where i'll triple check to see if i'm texting the right person if, if yeah, whatever right. i'm having has you know just minimally sensitive material in it like my lunch order yeah exactly you know, I'm, I, I am i am so nervous with that kind of stuff and also bill belichick signing his texts with bb Right, but it didn't. He didn't strike me as that kind of guy. So. Yeah, me neither, man. Kind of formal, but I heard somebody say this week. Maybe he's just such a boomer. He probably just had him both saved as Brian in his phone. <laughs> pick one. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, like it's just a it's a sad mistake. And I think Brian Flores is going to end up on his feet and um, you know recover whatever else. But what a crazy story! Why he texted him? Why wouldn't you call him after he calls you out? Like, just call the guy and be like, <laughs> "Oh my God, I'm so sorry." Like whatever. But uh, yeah, really, really crazy headline to to kind of get the week going last week. But yeah, man, that's all I got um, as far as American pro football. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to share. That that that's it for me. I'm excited now. I want to do mascots next week. We already got right. that going, and um, hopefully, we can get somebody from fan controlled football on here and just have an episode dedicated to FCF because that that. It's my new biggest thing. I hope you know that's all I'm going to be talking about. <laughs> I'm right the there with month. you, man. I'm right there with you. And we're going to get some guests on here, guys, talking about, you know, whatever we're, we're focused on that day. We're going to get some specialists to kind of break down some of these oddities because we're going to be talking about some weird sports like we did today. And I feel bad. I mean, looking at it, my go to the week really, um, you know, he wasn't an athlete, I guess, ultimately. <laughs> but he was a goat. He was a goat. He, he was, was a goat. No doubt. No doubt. Something. 
Yeah, no doubt. But I got to be honest, he was the literally the first guy I saw in the Guinness Book of World Records page. And I was like, oh, my God, look at this guy. He's got 85 spoons on his back. So I'm going to dig a little bit deeper next week. Um, and hey, I think we're going to alternate if you want. Do maybe you'll grab Goat of the Week next week and I'll, uh, I'll find the sport. I'll take Goat this upcoming yeah. week. I've already got somebody in mind. Yeah, get something a little bit better. I'll have to step it up after the pillow fighting here too. You set the bar. But um, yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Find us on Twitter at Toss Up Pod. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can find us on Spotify too or Apple Music. And if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Music, well, hey, you can find us on YouTube also. And we're going to be putting out clips on social media, whatever you guys want. We want this to be an open forum to talk about this craziness going on in the world of sports. So hit us up on Twitter and let us know what you guys are thinking about all this. Um, yeah, Andrew, you got anything else? That's it for me. All right, guys. We'll see you next week.